Welcome to the House Church Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message by Pastor Stephen Sexton. If you would like to know more about the House Church, please visit our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the House app. First Corinthians chapter 9 verse 24. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 24 and, and I'm excited about what I want to talk about today, what God put on my heart. It it says this, do you not know that in a race, all runners run, okay? But only one receives a prize. So run that you may obtain it. Run that you may obtain it. Anybody run track? Come on, in high school, junior high. Some of you are like, I do not run at all. Uh, Um... But I remember running. I remember that, that, that in track, running, and uh, I'm going to have to have just a little bit more light, br- brighten it up, because I'm going to look at my notes, just, just brighten this up, let's go with 100%, there you go. I might, I might sweat a little bit, but we're going to do this. Um, all, all runners run. And, and let, let me just say this. I remember the running judge saying, Runners ready, runners set, and then the gun would go off, and you would what? Then you would what? Go. You would go. And here's the thing, is that I believe that God is building a house of people that want to go. That, that want to go and fulfill the Great Commission, that want to go and, and, and use their gifts, that want to go. And, and the, the crazy thing is when I did cross country, I, um, it was five miles, and we did five miles two or three times a week. Now, let me just tell you something. If I had to run five miles right now, uh, there would be two things that you would need to do. You would need to call A911 uh because um i would need oxygen and water but i would also probably need an ambulance why because i'm not trained (laughs) i'm not trained don't let this deceive you (laughs) listen (laughs) i'm not trained to run that far and this bible verse was written by the apostle paul and his uh transformation story is in acts 9 and you see him moving through this um, whole uh, transformation where he moves from a destroyer of the church to a builder of the church. There's this transformation that happens in him. And, and here's the thing that I want us to see is that um, in this verse, Paul is communicating a concept because in this city in this culture the Roman people loved games and they understood a runner does that make sense that that was there I mean there was not 50 million different sporting events they would all come and watch someone run and so this was something that they could all understand so if it was written in today's terminology it would say do you all know that Fortnite games start on a bus but only one will make it to the end of the game so live your life in such a way that you make it to the end. Don't let the enemy kill your gift, your calling, or your hope. Keep living. <laughs> Some of you who play Fortnite, you're like, what does that mean? Uh, but, but, but the truth of the matter is that 
We've got to stay intentional as the body of Christ. Running requires two things. It requires strategy and it requires timing. Strategy and timing. You know, you, you, when you were a kid, you could just go out and run. But something happens when you cross 40. You know what I'm saying? You can run a, a little bit. You know, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, places start hurting and you're like, uh. And I was just thinking a little bit about running. I was just thinking about, a little bit. About, what about pace? I mean, you, you learn, they taught us this, that, that pace was important. And if you're going to do long distance, you're not just going to sprint. I meet so many believers that come to the Lord and they're like fired up and they're like, I'm going to change the world for Jesus. And they're like sprinting to tell the world about Jesus. And then all of a sudden, come on, a little gas runs out. That moment kind of just, they get a little deflate, a little offense, a little hurt, a little something happens. And all of a sudden they're like, forget. They run out. And so I remember our coach specifically saying, hey, if you're going to do this two mile, if you're going to do this five mile, if you're going to run cross country, you're going to have to pace yourself. And if you give everything, come on, right now, you will not be able to go the distance. So listen, for some of you who've been saved over the last two or three years, we need you. We need you in our church. Come on, you're the ones that are going to amen the sermon. You're going to be like, oh my God, this is so good. I've never heard that. While all of us who've been at church 15 years, you're like, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. That was a good sermon. That was good. Yep. Oh, I remember in the other church when that pastor talked about it. He was really good at that. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and what happens is we have all of these thoughts now. Come on, in church. But for those of you who just got saved, you're just like, you're like, oh, my God, this is great. This is revelation. This is changing my life. I didn't even know, like, marriage could be happy. And we need you. We need your excitement. Come on. We need your passion. We need you to say, amen, that's right, that's good. Because once something happens after four or five years of church, people begin to use this as a sleeping place rather than a preparing. Never mind, I can't go. Come on, help me. Somebody, this is the best place for a nap. Listen, come on. We need that passion and that excitement. But, but we also need... The other side, come on, which is a little bit of endurance. And we need to know some people that have gone through some stuff and kept going. Like I could have quit at any time, but I didn't quit. And the fact that I'm still in church after 25 years means that everything has not gone great means that I have overcome some things. And while you may not know my story, you need to know that if I'm still here, I'm still believing. Does that make sense? I'm, I've still, I've come through some stuff. And that means that you, you, you may not know my name. You may not my story. You may judge what I'm wearing. You may judge what we're doing. You may look at me and think I can't relate. But what you need to know is adversity happens for every life. And if they're here and they've been in church for 20 or 30 years, if they've been in church for 10 or 15 years, you need to make sure that there's honor given because at any point in time, the enemy could have won in their life, but, they, but it didn't. Does that make sense? Endur endurance. Why do we need endurance? Because everyone gets discouraged. 
Everybody gets discouraged. Everybody gets discouraged. We all fight moments of discouragement. The Bible begins to tell us to pray often, pray without ceasing, pray in the Spirit. The Bible tells us to begin to build ourselves up so that when discouragement happens, and it's happening, it's going to happen. Not, well, I'm not like. Y'all remember, come on, anybody who's married, you remember watching married people when you were engaged thinking, we'll never be like that. (laughs) Come on, you remember remember that? Or what about like when you were, like you'd been married for a little bit and you hadn't had any kids and then there's a kid acting crazy and you're like, I'm going to tell you right now, our kids are never acting like that. Five minutes with that kid, I'll tell them the what for. And then you have kids and you're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, like you fall down and you repent. You're like, I am that parent. You know, <laughs> come on. <laughs> hey, discouragement happens for everybody. For everybody. And to think that there aren't going to be people winning in, in today or there aren't going to be people, come on, going through it is, is crazy. And that's why we don't just come to church. Listen. For us. We are always receiving. We are always growing. We are always taking in wisdom and content. But listen, I believe when you're sitting next to someone, what if it's an assignment? I believe when you walk in and occasionally we have single people or new people checking out. And I'm telling you, I'm just going to be a little bit transparent. Can I do that? Uh, Is that okay? Uh, Sometimes I wish I could just stop preaching and go sit by someone. Because I know how difficult it is to come to a new place. And especially church, it has so many like variations. And you're like, is this a right place? Is it a good place? Is it biblical? What's happening? What's their vision? And for people to wrestle with all of those thoughts and feel lonely? Come on. People may not stay here, and that's okay, but at least, come on, help me. Does that make sense? That, that we are watchful and mindful that people are coming in, and they're carrying something every day. They're carrying something. The Bible tells us that when we want to quit, to overcome. When we feel pain, come on, endurance I remember running, and my, my coach had this uh, Mazda truck, and he would follow us when we did five miles. And in that last mile, he would ride behind us and yell at us through the window, Don't stop! <laughs> I'm like, My side hurt! Put your finger in it! I mean, he would just, like, just run! Don't stop! I didn't want to stop! I didn't want to take a nap, right? <laughs> you know, I, was, I was like, Why am I so tired? And, and, but, but here's the thing is that we need to realize that sometimes, come on, when we're so focused on what we're doing that we stop to look in people's eyes and go, don't stop. Don't stop. Sir, don't stop. Ma'am, don't stop. Teenager, college student, don't stop. Well, it hadn't happened yet. I'm not there yet. I'm not, I know it's a race. It's a long race. Come on, help me. Endurance. What about hydration? I remember when I w- w- was running in these races and they would have the cup table with water 
And it was amazing how many people had not practiced grabbing the cup. And so they and it would like all fall down and they wouldn't back up they wouldn't stop because they're running and so they would think well I'll just get the next one and I remember the first time I ran a big race um, man, I was running and people were just like <laughs> and I was like running faster because I didn't want anybody to think I did it you know what I'm saying like I, I guess I had a guilty conscience but, but I would just be running and people poof poof and, and I'm like and, and dehydration, they just couldn't go any, any, any further. Anybody know anybody who, when they get sick or something happens, all of a sudden de dehydration happens, and boom, you're, they're out, and you're like, what happened? Holy Ghost. No, I mean, like, what happened to you? What, what's going on? Here's the thing. Church, there are intentional times that you're going to need some water. And you cannot run, come on, on yesterday's manna. You cannot serve God on what you've heard about God over the last 15 years. It's got to be fresh. Come on, hear what I'm saying. It's got to be fresh. When's the last time? Come on, you're not coming to church to just learn theology, although that is good. That is the framework of how we are supposed to engage with God. But it is a personal relationship. Come on, help me. And sometimes we got to get in the kitchen. Sometimes we got to take a drink. Sometimes we got to slow down and pull out our journal. That's why in this month we're doing May We Pray. And we're beginning to pray because here's the deal. I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. When I was a kid, I never knew I was dehydrated. I mean, there's ways you can find out. But I never knew. And I would, I, I would drink like eight or nine Dr. Peppers, come on, <laughs> at lunch. Don't even play. It, I mean, I was like, it was nectar of the gods. You know, I mean, Dr. Pepper. And then what now? It's like if I don't have water every now and then, it's like, y'all get like that? Which like all of a sudden it's like, I need some water. Your soul should be like, okay, you mad at everybody, and it ain't everybody. Come on, does that make sense? Like you're, you're mad at your boss, you're mad at your wife, you're mad at your kids. You're mad. If everybody would just lay me alone, I'd be fine. You need some moment with the Holy Spirit. You need some moment in prayer. Come on, somebody. You need some moment. You are dehydrated. And when you are dehydrated, you're about, you're about to fall. And the enemy is so strategic that he will wait for your dehydration. He will wait because he knows you're running and you're busy and you're, come on, does that make sense? You're making a living, you're parenting, you're doing life, you're graduating school, you're putting in applications, you're doing, and he'll just wait until, and you'll be like, and he'll go, <laughs> kick you about five times, and then he'll go, look at you, everybody else is running and you're not. And then he'll go, see this person? Guilt and shame. Come on, help me. And guilt because they, but everybody falls when you don't hydrate. Come on, help me. Everybody does it. You, we are not immune to that. Knowledge doesn't help hydrate us. Moments and, and moments in God's presence. And, and th that's help. Come on, help me. 
John chapter 4 verse 14 says, But whoever drinks of this water that I will give him will never thirst again. And the water that I'm giving him will be a wellspring of water of eternal life. Another thing that happens when you're running, and you have to really develop this, you've got to develop a winning attitude. You've got to decide, I'm going to win. Not, I'm going to wait and see what happens. Come on. You can tell when a winner walks on the court. Come on, help me. Come on, you can tell when a winner walks on the golf course. You can tell when a winner shows up. And you can tell when a wanner shows up. Come on, help me. Winners don't always win, but their mentality is I always can. Winners miss shots. Winners fall to temptation. But winners know there is something in me that's greater than against me. Come on, somebody. And and I'm going to win. And I may not win right now in this moment. I may not win right now where I'm at. But I'm fixing to win. And here's the deal. There is something I'm going to learn. God is bringing me what I need right now. God is bringing me a mentor, a teacher. I'm going to grow. I'm telling you, you watch. I will not be at the same place that I was last year. I'm going to move forward. Come on, somebody. Not, I hope. I really want. I'm really going to church again because I really want things to work out differently. They're not going to work out any differently. You are, I'm just telling you, what's in store? You're going to be offended. Someone's going to make you mad. Someone's going to, you know, I'm just telling you, that's life. But when you decide to win, come on, does it make sense? We're going to win here. I had to make a decision in our marriage. We're going to win. We're going to win. That does not mean (laughs) it's one victory after another. Come on. But we have to regroup and we have to go, okay, we're going to win. We're not winning right now, but we're going to win because we're winners. We're going to win. I love this because the race is against themselves. Run in such a way. Listen. There is a competitive part to this verse. Do not, do you not know that all runners run? Okay, listen to this. But only one receives the prize. So run in a way that you may obtain it. Here is what I want you to know. We don't complete our calling side by side. The body of Christ helps each other and we cheer for each other. And sometimes we're there passing out water. And sometimes we're there, you can make it, you can make it, sign, cheer, sign, cheer. Sometimes we all start together. But I'm telling you, if you've been in the house of God for long, you have been running. And all of a sudden, boof, boof, boof. And you're like, we were supposed to do this together. We were all going to join hands and run together. Come on, you know what I'm saying? And we were never going to falter together. And all of a sudden, now I'm dragging you because you're dehydrated. And now I'm like, why don't you get up? Come on. Is this, 
Are you hearing me? I cannot tell you how many people used to be life group leaders in my 25 years of experience in church. Come on, help me. That they were so far ahead of me, and I just, they were the goal. If I could just, what's going on? Why are you stopping? Why are you not getting up? This is where we're going. Before you start the race, everybody's like, good, you're running, you're running, you're running. In the middle of the race, people are like, why you run so much? Why are you up at that church all the time? Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Why, why are you doing, why are you so much, is your, is your church in the cult? That's weird. Yeah. All y'all, you do life group together. That's weird. So you have to be friends with your church people? That, I don't understand. That's weird. So why are you running so hard? Why are you doing that? That's weird. Come on, help me. Why are you, why are y'all, why do you, you read your, you pray, you spend a whole month for prayer? It's kind of weird. Aren't we all supposed to pray? See, before when you were starting, how oh good you're running. After you start getting a little head, oh, you've changed. Stop. Oh, you're a little bit further. See, it was great when you were here and I'm leading you, but now you've been running and now, hold on, wait, stop, wait for me. Don't keep running. I am running because there's a calling of God, come on somebody, on my life. And I realize that some relationships will change. Some relationships will grow and we're going to go this way and I want all of you to go. But guess what? At the end of my life, it's not about what we did. It's about what Stephen did in his life. It's about what Katie did. Come on. It's about what Ben did. It's about what Chance did. And you are running a race and we serve God individually, but we benefit corporately. Strong churches are people who are running this race. And there's a calling of God on every one of your lives. On every one. And I don't know what it is. And I don't know what you're called to do. And I don't know what spiritual gift you've been given. But here's what I'm telling you is at birth it was given to you. Now, maybe no one called it out. Maybe nobody saw it. Maybe nobody addressed it. Maybe nobody pointed it out and said, come on. But it's there. It's there. Come on, help me. We're running. We're running. We're running. Develop that attitude. Develop that attitude. My last verse is this. Matthew 28. And we're going to tie all this together. Matthew 28, 16 and 19. 16 and 19. Look at this. Matthew 28, 16 and 19. Say, I got it. it. Say, this is good. good. Say, I'm growing. growing. God loves me. I'm winning. winning. Do your thing. All right, look at this. Matthew 28, 16. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. Can I let you know something about your faith? You don't get to go to whatever mountain you want. There is the next mountain in front of you and he is directing you and he is saying that's the mountain I want you to take. Well, I know that's very subjective in this culture. All I'm telling you is this is the next mountain for you. 
here is the mountain. If you want a mountain moment, you've got to be where he wants you to be. I, I, very under, I, I love the fact that it draws attention, the 11. Well, there were 12, the 11. See, the mountain moment happens with people who have decided to be ready. There's one that wasn't there. Called, walked with Jesus. Jesus picked him. Jesus loved him. In fact, when he, um, Judas, portrayed Jesus and sold him out for 30 pieces of silver, here's what Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus did not Jackie Chan that dude right in the face. That's what I would have done. I'm just saying, like, we've been together for three and a half years, and you're going to do that to me? Oh, no, heck no. You know what I'm saying? I would have been watching some Jet Li videos, and I would have come ready, okay, ready. Jesus said, friend, do what you've come to do. And Jesus, listen to this, this is crazy. Jesus never removed Judas' proximity. Think about that. Come on, when people hurt you, come on, we're Americans. We just cut people off. We know how to do that. Jesus never, hey guys, let's have a little staff meeting. If Judas comes in, y'all know, he's really messed up, so don't let him get to me. Jesus was still close enough to kiss him. In this mountain, there are 11 and I am telling you this, if you are serving God thinking that everybody will come to, they will not. That's sober. And it hurts because you love people and you want them to come and you want them to go and you want to do. But here's the deal, the 11. The 11. Finally, we're ready. Finally, we have people that, come on, that, are, that are, will stay on this mountain. Finally, we don't have other uh, uh, agendas. Finally, we don't, come on, does that make sense? Finally, we have 11 people that I can reveal the next message to, and they're going to take it, come on, somebody, to the next. Finally, we got our 11. Now, here's the deal. I believe you're part of the 11. I believe out of this group, we will see churches planted. I believe out of this group, people will move into ministry. I believe at th in this group, there will be worship leaders and leaders and framework people and baptizers. And I believe out of this group, there will be people that do ministry, that open their home. I believe out of this group, I believe that God is moving. Come on, does that make sense? And I believe, I hope, I hope that the 11 are rising. Does that make sense? Okay, let's go on. To Galilee, Mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, and some doubted. They got set. See, some worshiped and some doubted. I, I, I think it's very interesting that in this service, while there were 11, there are some worshiping and there are some doubting. Can I tell you that if you move through seasons of doubt in your life about who God is, what he's done, what he will do, do not leave the church. You are welcome, come on, in this moment because there will be some days that there will be worshipers and there are some days there will be doubters.
Don't, don't, when you see us in worship and the worship band is leading and doing and you see people very passionate, lifting their hands, singing out loud, come on, more than, don't judge us because we are we have experienced something. Come on, God's goodness. God was faithful. You need to know in that moment, it was like, what? Jesus, you're, oh, aren't you dead? You're not dead. What's, what's going on? I mean, it's a major moment. And how many of us have had moments where we should not have made it? But we did. We should not have made it through the night. It was so dark and so heavy. And at any moment we should have taken our own life or left or quit or done. But yet God, in the middle of the biggest pain, come on somebody, he showed up and showed out. And so now when you see our hands go up, our hands are not going up because we are simple-minded. Our hands are not going up because we are not emotional weirdos. Our hands are going up because we lift our heavy hands. Come on. To the Lord. Lord, because we know where our help comes from. I know where my help comes from. It doesn't come from my boss, even though I appreciate my boss. It doesn't come from my wife, even though she helps me a lot. It doesn't come from my kids. What it comes from, come on, my help comes from. And so when there's a song that says there's no condemnation, I'm like, oh, my God, that was for me because I have it. Worshippers and then doubters. Is this real? I don't know about this. Is all these people real? Is this? Is this no one's this nice. <laughs> I want to put a camera up, and I want to see if it's really real. Come on. Don't ever think you can't stay because you're moving through a doubt. Because here's what we're going to do. We're going to do just like Jesus. We're going to say, touch it. Touch it and watch. We're not going to hide it from you. We're going to say, touch it. Talk to our leaders. Talk to our people. Talk to this. Talk to that. They'll tell you. Well, you want to know something about us? They'll tell you. And we don't expect it all to be like, <laughs> they'll be like, no, they push. They ask. They do. But once you touch it, you will see it's real. And how do you know that? Because you can see it in all the other leaders. It's real. And it can happen in your life. And God can take you in a year from now. That's why we don't say in just a moment. We believe in moments. We believe in supernatural moments. But I'm telling you, if you give us a year, you will be like, what the world? Come on. Let's finish this verse and get out of here. Man, y'all come on up. It says this. Um, yeah. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Why? Because I beat del heth, uh, death, hell, and the grave. Sorry. I need some water. <laughs> I'm just going. I'm going. Look at this. Go therefore and make. Everybody say make. make. It don't say take. <laughs> Stop. It says make. We don't go recruit all high-level people at other churches. Stop. Stop. No, I'm not, I can't even go there. And, and that, don't even think, I'm not mad at anybody. I'm just, I know church. Does that make sense? Oh, man, you're gifted. It says make. 
Make. What does make mean? There wasn't much there, but God touched it and made it. Come on. Make. Come on, y'all help me now. Come on, y'all. I'm just having fun. All right. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. Come on. The Son, help me, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them. Teaching them to observe everything that what? I commanded of you. Teaching them. When you're here at our church, we're going to do a lot of life groups. And we got, I mean, you need to sign up for life groups. They're going to be awesome. We're going to have so many fun. But we also have teaching groups. We have freedom groups. We have uh, uh, marriage groups. We have different groups. Because here's the deal. We know that you got, you got to teach. you got to teach. And, and here's the deal. When people teach, listen, you step into areas that I want to touch at. But we're stepping into that not because we want conflict, but because we know that that's the part of transformation that will change somebody's life. Teaching them. Go make disciples. We have a culture here, and we say this all the time, better outside the walls. Better outside the walls. And here's what I want you to know. It's time to get ready. It's time to get set. And it's time to go. It's time to go. It's time to go. What, what is God, what is the next step? What is the next assignment? What is the next thing? Come on, we have these outreaches and things going on. We have this Be The One local outreach that, that we do during the summer. If you know a young person, if you know a young person from 13, uh, 14 to 19, you, I'm telling you, we are teaching them how to do ministry. See, this is different than church camp. And I love church camp. I did church camp for a long time. But church camp, here's what it does. It causes them to sit and listen again this does not do that what this does is it says we are going to put it in your hands and you go pray for people and you go teach and you go tell your testimony and you go do the work of the ministry and so it's inverted it's totally different this year I think we have like 35 young people coming to on the mission trip if you want to know more information about that you can do that and check that up outside we got life groups coming up be in a life group Listen, you're not going to find a best friend. If you're over 40, you're not going to find a best friend in five days. You're going to have to do a couple life groups. You're going to have to get in. You're going to have to do. And all of a sudden, what will happen is, as you sow, invest. Come on. The next thing we do is serve day. We'll talk more about this in a couple weeks. But all across the city, we're going to serve our city. And July 13th, go ahead and put it on your calendar. We're going to love some people. And, and we're going to give. We're going to be loving people for free. We're going to be doing. And so I'm telling you that we are a missional church. And today, we're going to celebrate six baptisms. In, in just a minute. And so here's the thought today. Either you need to enter the race or you need to continue running. You need to enter the race, come on, or you need to continue running.